Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, May 28, 2019. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me today. And I hope you also call me. We really like those calls. Remember, you drive the show, not me. We want those investing questions. And of course, when you do do that, we take the show takes shape. The show the show takes the shape that you want. We can talk about investing. A lot of people want to talk about investing. Okay. Or we can talk about retirement, anything financial, insurance. I have a pretty strong insurance background. I'll talk about that. Um, I've owned real estate and rental properties, sold rental properties over my life, quite a few. Um, I have built houses, in fact, um, with a partner. I've done that. I mean, there's not a lot I haven't done investment-wise or trying to make money. So that's why... I'm here to help you answer any questions you might have and give you some of my uh, experience in those areas. So you shape the show. You take it in a direction, anything financial you want to go. So, of course, we're all doing this for one reason. That's financial freedom, to get to that point where we can decide what we want to do, not what we have to do. You know, have the money work for us instead of us working for it. It's that simple. And you can call with those questions anytime now at 888-99-CHART. That's our listener line. It's open right now. It's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But we're live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time. And my main talking point today, because I do pick out subjects to discuss during the day and hopefully get to them, unless your calls, but, you know, or I always put your calls first. Not what I want to talk about, but what you want to talk about. Today's main talking point is about uh, home price growth. The Case-Shiller report came out, and if you don't know what that is, well, we'll talk about what that what it is and what did it show. So that's going to be the main talking point. Also, I want the I'm going to give you the real reason the market is struggling right now. The real reason, not it's probably not anything that you would think of at the top of your head, but it is the real reason. So we're going to talk about that. That's going to be interesting. And how to become above average American, not an investor, but an American living in a better lifestyle, a higher a higher income, a higher standard of living. How to do that? There's been surveys and recent reports, even from the Fed, and I've read through most of them, and I've come to some conclusions I'm going to share with you. And it's not rocket science. But this is how you become a more um, a higher income earner, a more successful person, a person who has a higher living standard. There's certain things you have to do. It's that simple. And they're not super difficult things to do, but you have to do them. And Durable Goods Report came in last, month, last week, and I wanted to talk about it last week and didn't get to it. So I'm hoping to get to it today. But, of course, you are the driver. You're in the driver's seat, everybody. What do you want to talk about? 888-99-CHART is our number. The market today, the Dow is down 238 points. It started up. I don't know if you noticed that, but it did start up. 
The Dow was down 238, the Nasdaq down 29, and the S&P down 24. So the Nasdaq was the least down part of the market today. Now, is are we in a bear market? No, we're not even close. Are we in a correction? I would say we're probably in a correction. Is it a normal correction? No, it hasn't gone down far enough. I mean, we're only down three or four percent, maybe maybe five at the extreme. Uh, we're testing the lows we made a week or two ago. So, so the pretty minor lows made, and all the month of May we're down. We're down for the month of May, and this is the last week of May, so we're probably going to have a down month for May. That should not surprise anybody, but it's the first down month we've had this year. Did you realize that? First down month this year will be May now. And um, it's just the facts. But why is it down? Well, I'm going to tell you why it's down. (laughs) That's one of my talking points. And it shouldn't surprise anybody. It really shouldn't be a surprise. That's what's happened today. What do you want to talk about? What's planned? You know, that's the, the day I have it lined out. I can talk off the full hour easily on the topics I have. But, of course, I don't want to do that. I want you to give me a call. We call it the Anytime Listener Line number. The number is 888-99-CHART. Hey, this is Alex. I'm new to investing. I've got a, about $100,000 I can play with, and I'm pretty hands-on. I just wanted to know about what type of stocks I should be looking into and how to figure out to assess a company to see if it's underpriced or overpriced. Please uh, see if you can answer that and let me know. Thank you so much. Okay. We don't play with money here. So that $100,000 is not play with money and you're not going to play with it. You're going to invest it. You're going to invest it carefully. couple rules. Don't buy more than 3 to 5% of any one stock. Make sure you have at least 20 stocks. Be preferred 25, I think. Uh, 30 is perfectly normal. So you should have between 20 and 30 different stocks, and they should be spread out in different sectors. More, no more than 15, 18% of any one sector. There's some rules for you. Now, how to find stocks? Everybody in the world try to do that, try to find good value stocks. Now, we're in late economic cycle, and this industry is at work pretty good in a late economic cycle, and we've talked about that since January, maybe even last uh, December, November, is utilities and uh, consumer staples. But you're going to find some good values in the healthcare drug area. You'll probably find some good values. I think I see some in the uh, energy area. So, how to know if it's below the average PE of that sector and what's the average PE and what are the good fundamental numbers of price to sales ratio, book value, what are the good relationships between the numbers and the company? That's something that's learned over years. <laughs> so, I can't just tell you, you know, what, what to do. It, it doesn't work that way. And if you don't know what to buy, you buy indexes of ETFs, using ETFs or whatever you have to use. Okay, but there's a quick rundown. It, it, you know, it's, I can't help you, but much more specific than that. I just can't. Not because I don't want to. It's just, it's, it's impossible to do that on the air. You're listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. I have I have already booked several appointments, a number of appointments for our June my June 12th return to San Jose. So if you're interested, I had another one sign up today. So I only have about 
six slots. Six slots, and I only have one or two left. So you got to get in there if you want to meet with me. There are no cost portfolio reviews, consultations. Talk about your portfolio. Try to optimize it based on your risk tolerance and what I know about you during the meeting. And of course, I'll share with you our programs and how we manage people's money. But you know, that's not the primary cause. The primary purpose of the meeting for you. The primary purpose of the meeting is just informational for you. Okay, if you want to set up an appointment, go to investtalk.com, send me an email, call. You can do many ways to get a hold of me. Remember, San Jose, June 12th. And now I'm taking your questions live at 888-99-CHART. The Memorial Day weekend has come and gone. The market in May has been volatile, and this means you can benefit from the unbiased guidance heard right here on InvestTalk. So step up with your finance and investment questions. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. Give me a call. We'll talk about anything financial. Well, the month in the news, the month has been pretty bad, as I told you. But the news out today, yesterday too, but we're closed yesterday because of the holiday, was uh, was pretty interesting. Uh, nothing. There wasn't not a lot. There just wasn't a lot. And the, the one thing I found interesting today was that the ten-year Treasury yield fell. It's now at two point two eight percent. That's the yield. Why is that important? Remember, the two-year and the ten-year Treasury yields are, are always compared with each other. And we're looking for an inversion in which the yield on the two-year is higher than the yield on the 10-year. We're not really looking forward to it. We're just looking for it because it's the last two years, the 10-year Treasury and the two-year Treasury's yield have been coming closer and closer together. Why is that important? Because if they invert, we're going to be in a recession. We're either in a recession or going to be in a recession because every time it has done that in history, that is what happened. So that, we saw the two, 10 year went down to 2.28. Last week was 2.34. The two years at 2.16 or something like that. So it's 2.28 for the 10 and 2.16. It's getting really close. So hasn't inverted yet though. Consumer confidence numbers are out today. Did you see that? It's at a 15 year high at 134.2. 15-year high, everybody. The consumer is confident, which is really fascinating because consumer spending is not that strong. Hmm. And you're going to see later on the housing is okay, but not as strong. Well, you think the consumers are so confident, everybody's working, they would be, you know, the economy would be booming. But it's not really. It's growing, but not. Its growth is actually slowing. The automobile stocks were trading higher this morning, but they didn't end up at the day higher. Toyota, GM, Ford, Fiat, Chrysler, and even Tesla, they're all up at the beginning of the day. But again, by the end of the day, they gave all that back. And what, what, there was a, some news between Fiat, Chrysler, and Renault. They're talking about merging and merger, a merger of equals, not one buying the other. Fiat, Fiat Chrysler is one company. You know that, right? Fiat Chrysler is one company. And Renault is a separate company. 
So some time ago, Fiat and Chrysler got together and merged into one company it's called Fiat Chrysler. And so Renault and Fiat Chrysler are merging as equals. And that that would probably that would make it, I think, the third largest car maker if they do that. Do you know who the biggest car maker is? It's VW. Volkswagen. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Okay, cable provider Altus. Altus, which is a very big cable provider. It's not here on the West Coast. I'm not sure where they are. Uh, they're in heavy testing for a mobile service launch that the company exactly say that are on track to happen this summer. A mobile telephone service. Why are they doing that? Well, because a lot of people are cutting cutting the cord from the cables, cord cutters. So they're trying to figure out a way to offset some of that business. How are they going to do that? Well, maybe they can offer a new service, mobile service. Is that going to work for them? Well, they're, they're doing a deal with Sprint to try to make it happen. Uh, I'm hoping it'll happen for them, but I'm not, you know, they're producing like a virtual, uh, mobile virtual network arrangement kind of thing. And they're working with Sprint to do it. Well, I guess the cable company's got to do something because more and more people are, it's not necessarily cutting the cable that is really happening. It's more, I think, even though that is happening, by the way, that is cutting the cable, but it's more the way people want to view TV and view data. Not so much uh, actual not not you know cable TV anymore. That so that people the newer gen younger generation don't need it or don't want it. Interesting. Apple has been accused of selling users iTunes listening data, even though Apple has said they don't. They don't we don't do that. So, but Apple is looking. Apple is looking at, at a you know class action lawsuit. What what Apple is saying is third parties who have the information are selling it, not them. Well, I don't know if that's going to fly. And I find it interesting. They filed a suit here in California. Of course, Apple's in California. But the, the people, the plaintiffs are in Rhode Island and Michigan. Filed in California. We have the most liberal courts out here and judges. This is Vestock, everybody. We've started the final week of May in the trading. And it's been pretty tough. So... You're not alone in the little suffering we're having here, but it's not that bad. It's not something, you know, that's killing us. Give us a call. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about financial. Our number is 888-99-CHART. We're live. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener, you may even have called a few times, but if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. Hi, this message is for Steve and Justin. This is Mike from PA. Um, I was basically calling to get your guys' thoughts on Kinder Morgan, KMI. I know there's been a lot of investors or in, inside buying lately and just kind of wondering what you thought. I feel like they have a little bit of long-term potential and a little bit underpriced right now. Uh, listen for your answer on the podcast. Thanks. I guess. Okay. Kinder Morgan, the symbol is KMI, provides natural gas transportation and storage services in North America. I kind of like that area. 
uh, because it's going to, you know, natural gas storage and transportation. There's nothing that no that business is not going to go away, and it's kind of it's kind of a staple. You have to use natural gas. It's pretty consistent, and this is the kind of stock you buy for the dividend, and it pays about a five percent dividend right now. The earnings are going to go up 13% this year, another 9% next year. Sales are between 0% growth and maybe 3 or 4% growth. Not very strong on average. Growing, but not very strong. Uh, so it's a slow grower paying a really nice dividend, and it's in a business that's pretty darn stable. Uh, they do carry a little bit of debt, which is a little worrisome. Not very good return on equity, which is not surprising. Um, they're going to make a dollar ten. It's a nineteen dollar and eighty eight cent stock. So you're looking at a PE that's around eighteen nineteen, and the five year range is fifteen to seventy five. So it's kind of on the low range of their earnings. So yeah, this is probably a pretty good defensive position um, because natural gas and transportation storage will always be needed. The price of these things tend to go down slowly when the market goes down. They don't go down very fast. So they're pretty stable. And while you're waiting for, even if the market goes into a correction or even a bear market, the stock will hold up. It will go down in value. Don't get me wrong. But it will pay that 5% dividend and it will come back eventually. All you have to do is not worry about it. It's one of the biggest things that clients that I talk to have an issue with is not being too worried about what's going to happen. You can't freak out about the movement of your your stocks because you buy them, if you buy them right, you buy them for the fundamentally correct reasons and you own them for those reasons, they will be fine. You're only watching out to see if anything changes if the stock, for some reason, the company starts to falter, but nothing, but I'm talking about falter because competition comes in or their product line gets old and they're not refreshing it or whatever it is. That's faltering, not not just because the stock price went down. That has nothing to do with the company doing bad, good, or indifferent, really. Of course, when stocks companies do better and grow faster, stock prices rise. But, you know, there's no reason to sell a stock just because the price went down. That's not a good reason to sell a stock. Price is not a good reason. Okay, my main talking point. Home prices grow slowed in March, but prices are still rising. But then they're rising much faster than inflation. But when you say rising, we're <laughs> rising very, very small. The slowest, slowest gain in like seven, seven uh, years. Still a gain. Now, this is the case Schiller report we're talking about. Uh, they, they came out with, they, they, do a, they have a 20-city composite. So, they look at the prices of 20 city, twenty different cities across the nation, and they put, posted a 2.7 year-over-year gain. Now, it was down from 3% the previous month, year-over-year. But it was a little bit better than the analysts expected, but you know, who cares about the analysts? But it's still the growth. The, the growth of prices have been slowing, 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 and that is just fine. Do you know why that's fine? Because it means our market will probably still healthy. Prices are still going up, but slowly. Remember, you've got to have new buyers coming in all the time to buy the houses. And if you keep having prices going up as much as they were a few couple of years ago, you're, you're going to run out of people that can qualify to own these houses. 
right? So that so we're just the, the housing housing is slowed, but I think it's a, a healthy slow. I don't think there's anything wrong with the the market the way it is right now. And of course, certain houses and cities do better than others. I think Vegas uh, was the biggest gainer, like six, seven, eight percent, something like that. So they had the biggest gainer was in Las Vegas. Um, some of the the weaker markets, uh, you know, was San Francisco. Not nearly as much good. But then if you look a couple of years ago, that skyrocketed, right? Well, now it's starting to slow, which is fine. It, sh- it needs to. We can't go up in one direction all the time, 100% of the time. It just, it's just not reasonable. So that was the hounding market today. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Even though it's the slowest gain in seven years or something like that, I'm still okay with it. I think that's fine. Job market's really healthy. So I can't see how the housing market's going to suffer, really. Not, not at least not this summer. So nothing to worry about, really. On tomorrow's Invest Talk, investing, trading, and market dynamics. It can all be very complicated. So, when dealing with market volatility concerns, what goes on in your head does matter. That's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. For now, I'm Steve Peaslin. I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, and if you live anywhere in Southern California... Steve Peasley and Justin Klein encourage you to make plans to attend KPP Financial's Invest Talk Wealth Conference. It's happening on Saturday, June 22nd, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. in Irvine, California. At the conference, Steve and Justin will help you understand the current volatile market and global economic environment. They'll give you a plan to boost income and manage investment risk. And they'll define ways to find great opportunities in any market environment. The Summer Invest Talk Wealth Conference is an investor learning opportunity that you should not miss. Conference attendance is priced at $39. However, if you sign up during May, you'll get a special price of only $29. You can purchase tickets and learn more now at investtalk.com. The Invest Talk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with questions, 888-99-CHART. Serious investors should make note of two important dates. First, June 12th. Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose to conduct no-cost portfolio reviews. And then, on June 22nd, Steve and Justin Klein will be leading the two-hour Invest Talk Wealth Conference in Irvine, California. Two potential wealth-building events. You can register and learn more now at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. How you doing, Vitaly? In Los Angeles. How you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I would You're like welcome. to know your opinion about company L3 Technologies Incorporated. Uh, symbol is LLL. Okay. Sure. Do you want to buy it or do you already own it? or? No, I'm holding from 160 and I'm thinking, is it too time to sell or I can hold okay. it longer? 
Okay. Uh, this is L3 Technologies, LLL, as Vitaly mentioned, is a symbol. Manufactures intelligence, surveillance, reconnaissance systems, night vision management, intensification equipment. It's a st the stock sells for $240 a share. And remember, the actual price of the stock is kind of meaningless as to you know, whether it's undervalued, overvalued, or going to go higher, or give up, or go lower. It's always what it's in relationship, the price of stock in relationship to its earnings. It's going to make $11.79 this year, then $12.92 next year, almost $13 a share. So that means it's going to be, what, $1,332.60, but what, 18 PE, which is right in the middle of its range. So it's not like, Vitaly, it's not like super expensive for what it does. It's not. It's fairly priced. Pretty, uh, I think still, I think what you do is you hold on to it, but you might want to follow it up with a stop. Do you know what I mean when I say that, Vitaly? Uh, can you explain? Sure. So while the stock is an upward trend, you want to stay with the stock until it breaks the trend. And that trend right now, if you draw from the, if the, a line from the very beginning of this year, if the bottom of the tr bottom of the last, the price at the beginning of end of this year, last year, beginning of this year, draw a line to the bottoms, connect as many bottoms as you can, you'll see that the trend line is right around $230. If it breaks below that, I would probably sell it. As it goes up, the price of the stock keeps going up, that trend line will keep going up with it. So that, you know, if it keeps up, it keeps going up, you stay with the stock. If it starts to roll over and go down, you know, you sell it if it breaks the trend line. So that's how you, that would be a good play, a good way to put a stop in to get out of the stock and without getting out too early. Okay, that's what your key is. You don't want to sell it because it's not overpriced. If it was super overpriced, I'd tell you to sell at least half. But it's not. It's fairly priced. It's a good, solid company, Vitaly. That's a good pick for you. Congratulations. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Bobby in Atlanta. I want to talk about 401ks. How are you doing, Bobby? Hey, Bob. Um, hey. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? That's right. I'm Steve. You're Bobby. That's right. I just got confused. Um, <laughs> quick question. Um, in my 401k, there is a option to put money in a money market fund. Now, let's say the market yes. crashes or corrects 20%. Does the money market yes. fund also crash 20% or more? No. What happens to that? No. Money market fund will not go down at all. A matter of fact, it will always go up because you're going to be earning interest. It's like a savings account. But it's called a money market. Think of it as a savings account that you get interest on. That's what a money market fund is. Okay? Okay. So it does okay. not react to the stock market whatsoever. That's where you park money when you want to wait for to vest it somewhere eventually. Or you want to protect money from the market. That's where you go to the money market fund in your 401k. Okay. 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 Perfect. All right. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Bobby. Good, good call. Yeah, money markets, everybody, are not are not savings account, but they act the same way. And they pay a, a, a nice yield. And usually it's, uh, these days, it's under 1%, well under 1% normally. So it's not a lot. It's not. But it's also one pretty much safe money. And a money market fund always trades at a dollar. Now, money market funds are mutual funds, or they're a type of mutual funds called a money market fund. 
But the one thing that differs them from other mutual funds is the value always is at a dollar per share. It's a dollar per dollar relationship. You put a dollar, that's what it's worth, a dollar. The net asset value is a dollar. It doesn't move from a dollar. Okay? So, can it move from a dollar? Yes. Has it ever broken the dollar? Yes. Once during the financial crisis. One money market fund went to 98 cents. But they get the the bank that guarantees it. Usually they're like Vanguard or J.P. Morgan or whatever. They guarantee it to be at a dollar per share. Well, way back when, when one of those big houses went bankrupt, they couldn't guarantee it a dollar per share anymore. Now they broke the buck. That's the first time. Good question, though. You know, everybody just assumes they know these things. No, you you have to learn them. Someone's got to teach them to you. You got to learn what they are eventually by somebody. Okay, I'm Steve Peasley, and you're listening to Invest Talk. So I think it's you know pretty safe to assume that you're serious about investing, or else you wouldn't be listening to the show. So you want to grow your wealth just like I do, and you know I'm up there in age, and I still want to grow my money. You know, people don't understand. It's it's you know you it doesn't matter how much you have or how old you are. You still want to you want to grow something, and growing your business, growing your money is the fun thing to do. You know, it's a sign of success. It's continuing to grow. So everybody wants to do it. I want you to do it. I want to help you do it. So the question is, how do you grow it? Well, you have to understand yourself, number one. And that always goes to the fear and greed, you know, the two emotions that drive the market. Are you fearful? Are you greedy? What is your risk tolerance? How much can you lose without getting scared before you get too fear, too much fear and you sell out? And how much risk do you want to take about take? Because you're greedy. You want to, you know, it doesn't, I'm not putting a bad or good connotations on those two words. I'm just saying that those are the two emotions that drive most people. And therefore, you just have to understand how it relates to you, those two, two emotions. And then implement that into your investments. That's it. We can help with that called the risk allies. We have a little, little, you know, like, I don't know how many questions, but it's very few questions that give you a score on your on your risk, on what, how much risk you want to take. And that score relates to what your portfolio should look like. So start that process, you just got to go to investtalk.com, take the little risk allies questionnaire, fill it out, and it sends it to me, the results. I then respond to you and ask for your portfolio. I'll put that in and we'll figure out, you know, if you're taking too much fear, too much risk or not enough based on your own personal fear gauge, okay? We're live right now. Time to give us a call. 888-99-CHART. Here are the directions for reaching Steve this afternoon with your question. Just call 888-99-CHART, C-H-A-R-T. Have a question about how best to get into the market? Or maybe you're feeling unsure about your current investments. That's what this is all about. This is Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, the real reason the market is struggling in May. The real reason. not It's not China and the trade talks. It's not the weakness out of the European Union. It's not tweets by President Trump. And it's, it has nothing to do with what's coming out of Washington. And none of that. None of that is the reason why we're having a weak month. 
It's all about short-term trader sentiment, what the traders are thinking in the short term. The average recommended equity exposure for the short-term trader right now is 37.5%, according to Holbert Stock Newsletter, which has been studying this for years and years and years and years. So the average short-term recommendation for traders is 37.7%. Now, that's pretty low, okay? Uh, but And it's down from almost 80% in mid-April. So the short-term traders are getting nervous, right? It went from 80 in mid-April to here now, right now, it's at 37.7. Do you think that's low? No, it's not the low, no. 37 and a half is about medium, about the median of all the readings since 2000. So they're not necessarily pessimistic, and of course they're not optimistic, but they're not pessimistic. And they need to be pessimistic for the market to stop going down. And what reading would that be equal to? Well, in December when the market crashed, it was 20. And that seems to be the number. If, if the short-term trading, trading sentiment reaches 20, that's usually the end of the fall, the correction. So the market is going down because of the simple fact that traders are pessimistic. Short-term traders are pessimistic for whatever reason. It could be China. It could be EU. It could be everything. Or it could be they're just pessimistic because they're, the market's gone up too high. And that's probably the most weight that, that gives them this sense of time to get out. Remember, this is the short-term traders sentiment, not long-term investors. And we're just trying to gauge what happens. So when they get pessimistic, they stop trading. They, they pull the liquidity out of the market. And the market will go down with a, from a lack of liquidity, a lack of more new cash coming in. And so they pull some of that cash out. And when they pull enough cash and make the market correct deep enough, all of a sudden they get optimistic again. They start putting money in like they did in January. So... Anyways, it's it's interesting to watch. Now, you're going to say, well, why don't we just use that and time the market? Because I wish it was that perfect, but it's not. There's no bell. What if it goes down below 20? What if it goes to 15 this time or 5? Or what if it turns around now? No one knows. I'm just giving you the averages and the median and normal. But it doesn't have to be normal and average and medium. It does not. Okay. Our anytime listener line, 888-99-CHART, is, is the investor's friend. You get your questions in, and we'll get you the answers. Here's a question that came in earlier. Hey, guys. This message is for Justin, although I know he's on vacation this week. Um, I just want to thank you for mentioning the SEP IRA last week. I had no idea how great of a vehicle this is, and I bring this up because it's maybe worth telling your listeners about it. Um, it's a pre-tax vehicle for... Those of us who are self-employed, um, you can contribute up to 25% of your profits, up to $56,000 per year. And you can do so even if you work for someone else who has an employee-sponsored program like a 401k. Um, I just had no idea how great it was and uh, just want to uh, tell your listeners to uh, uh, look into it if they have that option. And again, I want to thank Justin for bringing that up last week. Thank you. Yeah, just remember, though, 
if you're working for someone else and you have a 401k plan, you have to be self-employed. You're going to have two jobs. The one that you work for an employer with a 401k plan and you're self-employed. And you can have a SEP, IRA, S-E-P, SEP IRA. Um, and then you can put uh, uh, money into the SEP, additional retirement money into the SEP. And you can't only put, you know, when you, Justin talks about the 50000 or so, there's certain rules you got to, you know, pay attention to you. So you always got to talk to your CPA about that. But they are very good instruments to put money away when you're self-employed. Really are. SEP IRA. Our anytime listener, and thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, our anytime listener line is 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So you can give me a call. We'd love to talk to you. Okay, how to become an above average American citizen. When I say that, I'm talking about living in higher than the middle class, making more than the average person in the United States salary-wise, and it doesn't take a lot other than hard work. The most common characteristics of people who are in that that sphere, a little bit better than the average, uh, a higher standard of living is they're educated, so you need to educate yourself. And they understand how money works and how to manage it. They're not ignorant about money. You also are above average workers. You work harder. The average person in this category works harder and more hours. If you just want to work for the person, if you want to just work for the man on a 40-hour work week and just put in your hours and you don't want to do anything else and you're content, then you'll be average. If you want to get ahead and do something better, then make sure you have a higher education. Make sure you work harder, like the guy just called. He apparently has a job and putting money away in a 401k, and he's self-employed. I did that. You can do that. You know, it, you just have to, it's, it's just hard work. If, I don't know anybody who just puts 40-hour work weeks in that lives uh, above average, have a better lifestyle, a bigger house, a higher income. You know, those people work more than those hours. That, you know, I'm not trying to put it down that you're working for somebody and you don't want to work any harder. But people listening to this show want to get ahead. And this is how you do it. This is how you do it. Um, I have a nephew uh, who just graduated from Chapman University Business School, uh, uh, economics actually, not business. And uh, you know, he lives. He lives with me. I always have relatives live with me. But he wanted to get good grades. How did he do that? The light on his bedroom would be on two, three in the morning, sometimes all night to study. Now he's got three point nine eight GPA. 3.99, 3.88, or something like that. Three point, he was doing for 4 and he didn't get it. But work, it takes work. This doesn't come naturally. You have to work at it, just like everything in life. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, and you know that, and that is to achieve financial freedom. How do we get there? Give me a call. We'll answer that question. 888-99-CHART.
on the next Invest Talk when dealing with market volatility concerns, what goes on in your head does matter. That story tomorrow. But now, Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Bruce in Fresno. How you doing, Bruce? Good. Um, I was wondering about uh, first trustees. I noticed that I could I could get around 8% Ooh. with first trustees. What what do I need to be worried about or, or how do I what questions do I ask to make sure that I it's safe? Okay. Uh, a okay. safer one than another one, the- you know. Right, right. I, I totally understand. I've, I've invested in my life. And what's really interesting, Invest Talk uh, Academy this Thursday at 9 a.m., the whole hour I want to talk about trustees. That was the whole subject is trustees. So it's almost like I, you know, had you call me to talk about them so I can talk about the class this Thursday. But I didn't do that, did I, Bruce? I did not talk to you. No, you didn't. <laughs> so, no, you didn't. Trustees. Trustees are a type of investment, everybody. First, second, third, fourth, trustees. But I only like the first and second tier, not any further. What you have to watch out for, Bruce, on a trustee, is you're always looking at the, the amount of equity left in the property, okay? In other words, if the property is valued a million dollars and you have a million dollar trustee, you're taking a heck of a lot of risk because there's no equity. So the owner of that property, if he doesn't pay you, ah, he'll just walk, right? Because he has no equity in it. So you want to make sure there's at least 20, 25% equity, 50% is ideal, okay? What can go wrong? The guy doesn't pay. And if you have a first trustee, you have to foreclose on the property and take it over and now you're a property manager. You have to manage the property or you have to turn around and sell it because you're the bank, as an owner of that's your biggest worry. So, how do you not worry about that? Well, you take a look at the credit worthiness of the person who got, who's, who you're lending the money to, just like a bank. You're the you're the bank, Bruce. So you have to make sure that they're credit worthy. What would be nice if they have lots of other assets, okay? Because they want to protect their asset base. And therefore, I would always look, well, is it just some guy with one trustee? The reason why you're getting a lot of money, eight, why wouldn't he go get a regular mortgage? He can pay a lot less less interest. He's paying you eight or whatever because there's something wrong with him. He's got risks. Maybe he's over leveraged. Maybe he's got a bad credit risk. You have to evaluate all that stuff. But your biggest risk is him to walk away from the property and leave you holding it. That's your biggest risk. And that's not a bad thing if there's a lot of equity in it, right? Not a lot of, it's not bad. So that's your that's your biggest risk, Bruce. Appreciate the call. Thank you. We'll be talking about Investment Academy at 9 o'clock uh, this um, Thursday. Let's go to Gary in San Jose. How you doing, Gary? Good. So I know you've always talked about that you don't want any position to be greater than like 5%. So I've had a stock that has been uh, growing at 20% for the last five years, and every year I peel off 10% of it, but it's still at 15% of my portfolio. Okay. Um, That's a great problem, isn't it? That's a great problem to have, Gary. So so do I keep peeling off 10% a year and buying a, a like the number two stock in the same sector, or what do I do? And also, I, I'm a well, trustee for for another account, and I've kind of let 
just ride. So it's it's okay. not more than 15%, but it's getting close to 20%. It's about 20%. So I have these two accounts okay. um, that are in the same position. Okay. Well, there's different ways to handle that. And the, the, the correct answer to your question is yes, you keep peeling it back. But how you peel it back may be different than what you're doing. You don't necessarily have to just cut it and peel it back today. What you can do, did you hear my call earlier when a guy had a really good run and the stock is still moving up and I told him to put a, a stop on a, on a uh, use a, uh, use a uh, trend line? To get, you can put a stop like that, Gary, and just keep following it up if that's what's happening. And when it hits your stop, cut back you know, your 10% or whatever you decided. So you can, you don't have to just automatically sell it if you think it's a, you know, still not overpriced. If it's overpriced, I would just cut it. But if it's, you know, within the realm of reason and it's always been going up for a long time and you feel comfortable with it, then put in a, a, a trend line stop or some kind of stop, but follow it up with the stop. Keep moving the stop upward as it keeps going up in price. But what your intent is to cut back, but you want to cut it back when it's, you know, you know when, when you're trying to maximize your profit. It's a balancing act, Gary. It's really a balancing act. But good call. And congratulations. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestOp program. And I thank you for joining me today and for all your support and all your calls. Please come back tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART.